Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, all people who are doing big things in their space. And uh, we talk to CEOs, we talk to athletes, we talk to scientists at different times, and, and a whole bunch of different things, people that are doing really cool things. And today is one of those days we are going to speak to somebody that uh, I know we're going to take a lot away from, especially considering the time of the year. Just before we jump into that, a couple of quick things that we want to make sure that um, that we highlight um, is that uh, it is that time of year where people are starting to figure out um, what they want to do moving forward. Um, we have a couple of things on the website that um, help with that. One is there is the Big Move Plan, which is basically just um, a downloadable plan that uh, you can access through the website. It's free. Take a look at it. It just helps you kind of um, structure some of the thinking around that. Um, and that's at www.bigideabigmoves.com. Um, and you'll see that pop up come out right away. Um, definitely access it. I'm sure it'll help. The other thing is if you go to the enrichment page, um, not only do we have um, a lot of resources and books from some of the guests that we've had on over the time period uh, uh, at Big Idea, Big Moves, um, there's also what's called a high performance planner. Um, you might want to take a look at that. It actually gives you um, a, a full kind of journaling aspect to it. It has a day planner. It has um, you know a, a goal setting area. It's actually just a really cool place um, to, to really start with some of that 2021 planning. So you can access that. And again, it's www.bigideabigmoves.com. The one other thing is if you're looking for a really valuable publication and resource for fitness, health, and nutrition, you should check out Impact Magazine. The recent issue um, features Mark McMorris, who's a snowboarder. Definitely take a look at that. And uh, you can access it in a number of different ways. You can find it on Instagram. Um, you can connect with with our information, and we often are tagging them uh, in, in things recently. Um, the other one is just go directly to www.impactmagazine.ca and, uh, and take a look at the resources they have available. Uh, and so now we'll, we'll kind of jump right in here because uh, really excited to have uh, uh, the discussion that we're going to have today. Um, Tish Duffy is a, a personal uh, fitness and lifestyle expert. Um, her brand Train with Tish has um, propelled her to national recognition. She has been a featured instructor in Impact Magazine's Canada's top fitness instructor list multiple times. She uh, helps her clients through both the strong body fitness, which, you know, I think we're all kind of used to how that would work, but also nutrition and lifestyle programs, which I am sure we're going to kind of talk about a few of those things today. Um, and she lives in Western Canada. Um, so it also allows her to kind of, uh, you know, get involved in her own active lifestyle that I know she enjoys things like mountain biking and, and skiing and all that fun stuff as well. So, so hopefully uh, you've been able to kind of get outside and do a little bit of that uh, in the last little bit, Tish, but, but thanks very much for taking the time out and, and joining us today. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really do appreciate the time. Oh, no, no problem at all. And, and uh, I, I think, uh, you know, if, if people who know you or have seen your, your work know that you, you train everybody from pro athletes and race car drivers and all these different people, um, but also down to just people who are really kind of looking to make a change in their life. And, and so um, there's probably some real variance in whether it's fitness levels, but also even just their approach to things. Um, be interested in knowing, you know, how do you, how do you navigate that as, as a trainer um, in being able to figure out, you know, how do you approach people in those very different levels, I guess? Uh, I mean, it is true when you train someone that's um, primarily their job is to stay in shape, get in shape, 
and the end result is to perform a certain way. There definitely is a different mindset. Uh, and uh, there's a little bit more of a, a less of a struggle to get people going um, just because they see that end goal. They know that end goal. That end goal is very, very clear to them. Whereas the general population, um, they don't, they can't, they have a harder time figuring out goals, what they're trying to achieve. Sometimes the goals are um, not realistic. And so it's more, it's more important as, as the fitness instructor, the fitness trainer in this, in this sort of realm is to make sure that you're um, being very, very clear with timelines, goals, and how to set them. Because professional athletes, um, they, they're focused, they're determined. Um, it's like a certain timeline. They know their timeline. They've been doing this for a long, long time. Whereas the general population has, and, and, and the, the professional athlete usually succeeds. Whereas the general population, they struggle with that success point. They, they also don't have the confidence. I hear this all the time from people who are uh, just starting their wellness or afraid to start. And the, the biggest thing is that fear component. Um, I'm afraid of failing. So it's really important for the trainer to sit down and make sure that you're coaching realistic goals, timelines, um, and then make sure that you're guiding them and supporting them very, very, very diligently. So that that um, support is super important. Whereas the professional athlete is just like, tell me what to do. I know what I need to do. And it's, it's a lot different. So I, I think that initially you have to spend a little bit more time coaching the mental side of the general population, do a little bit more mindfulness, um, emotional training, all of that stuff, because that's, it's their mind that holds them back. Whereas the, the professional athlete has probably already been coached in that. Um, knows the importance of it. Um, and they know that my goal is just to get them into shape, whereas the general population is a little bit more, uh, like, more hands-on in terms of that mental wellness component. And, and taking the fear out of it and coaching them through that and giving them the confidence that what they're trying to achieve with some support from a coach is achievable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting that um, that uh, how you've really flagged the confidence part as as being um, one of the most important things, and and uh, you know is that at, at the start of like if people are setting new goals for this year and things like that, do you find is that the biggest is that the biggest barrier for people? Like, is is that the thing that holds people back more than anything else? Yes. Um, yeah. The number I have like a little community on a private Facebook page of people that I train. Um, and I just actually asked them last week, what is holding you back from starting? Um, Cause a lot of the people on the page have started and aren't doing it now or thinking about it. They're not necessarily training with me yet. And I just, I really need to know what's going on in their brain so I can really make sure that I'm tapping into what they require from me. And the number one thing they say is it's fear. They're worried about not succeeding. They're worried about not achieving the goals that they've set. Um, and that fear, that, that's what's so hard to hear. And I often will tell people, and this is sort of something I've been really saying a lot, is don't let fear hold you back from being better. 
because, and, and people really, that really resonates with people. So I really try to, to, to gain the confidence in people. And, and that's a lot to do with, um, they need to know that I'm going to be able to help them and what I say they can achieve in a certain time is going to be that. And so that support is really, really important. And once they feel that trust and support from you, that fear starts to go away, the walls start going away and the work can then be done. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I uh, a while back I interviewed Annie Thoris' daughter, if you know who she is, and uh, um, I asked her the same question because she owns a gym, and it's just what do you think is is the thing that holds people back? And and she said uh, the same thing, but she also said people go into are worried to go into a gym. Um, often because they're worried about the other people in the gym and what they will think and all of those things. And and she was really clear to say, you know, other people are worried about themselves when they're in there. They're not worried about uh, the other people. And it's trying to get people to understand that, you know, yes, you may not feel um, as confident as you should, but um, but it's trying to build them up in the exact same way. And, and it's, it's, yeah. it, it is so, that that just all comes back to that fear um, I get that a lot because, um, you know, I, I try to tell people that you have a program now that's going to set you up for success. Um, it is intimidating walking into a gym. I mean, right now we're not doing that, sure. yeah. but it's going to happen. Gyms will open. We will get back into that. And I always say to people, body language, you have the confidence and the tools now to walk into the gym and know that exactly what you're doing. Uh, is going to give you the results. So stand proud, hold yourself confidently. No one else gives a shit about what you're doing. (laughs) Trust me in that. Um, And it's just really how, and and I can't really, um, I can't understand. I I don't, because I started working out at such a young age, 17 years old, I walked in with my boyfriend. Um, I, I never can appreciate how intimidating that is, but it is intimidating, but I really, and it's exactly what um, she said. As soon as you walk in and you know that you what you have in your your phone or your your portfolio for your working out, as long as you have the confidence that what you're doing is going to help you, it's all about your body language. Um, walk in with confidence and within. And and the other thing is, is all those people are people that are going to be surrounding or providing positive energy. All those people are in that space to, to be better, to be healthier, to uh, whatever their goals are, they're all positive goals. And so you can embrace that energy. That is the one thing that I really miss about going to the gym is the positive energy of everyone else trying to be better. And so I try to really change the shift of of people thinking that that person is sitting there, um, you know, wondering what you're doing. Whereas embrace that energy of everyone trying to just be better because it's a very few percentage of people that are actually, even though the gyms are busy and full, um, there's still so many people that have not made that effort to achieve a happier, healthier person. And so embrace that energy and also remind people that the gym is a safe place. It is the safest place for you to train. There's people in the gym that are there to spot you, to hopefully correct your form. The machines are there for safety. Squat rocks are there to make sure that you're doing things effectively. And so I try to get people to really think that it's more of a supportive thing than an intimidating thing, and it always works. Yeah, well, and, and you alluded to it there 
of what happens in gyms, but even now you've created this um, kind of online piece about that where it's, it's based on community. I mean, you obviously have a community of people that are working with you through the, the Train With Tish kind of brand as well. And how, um, first of all, how important is, is it building that community? And, and how do you make sure that, that that stays alive a little bit when things are a little different right now? Yes, that's a great question. A community is everything. Uh, without that community and, and the feeling of support, not just for me, but the other people that are uh, using the program um, is huge. So I just started a 10 week lifestyle and nutrition uh, challenge. And, and I, I did this actually in the fall. I actually have never actually done a 10 week, just lifestyle, no working out, just we're yeah. talking about lifestyle each week. We add something new. Uh, and, and it was the most uh, rewarding, most successful thing that I have ever done in my career. And I have been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. I could not believe how everyone embraced the community. It was small. It wasn't a huge amount of num numbers. So we were all feeling comfortable and, and it's all about that comfort. And so when people feel that they can go on a platform such as Facebook and share recipes, share that they're struggling with motivation, people are, are I had people posting on that page, I'm struggling with motivation. I'm struggling with getting going. And there would be 15 people underneath that comment. And, and so that, it, it can't be from just one person. So yeah. that community has to come from everyone that's involved. And so when I st uh, finished that 10 week challenge, before it even ended, people were saying, I'm so sad that that 10 week challenge is all already finished. Can we do another one in January? And I never would have uh, considered doing another one in January, but because people asked, I did. And so uh, again, now we're starting with a new group of people. There's some that obviously returned the people that wanted to. Um, but again, already I'm seeing pop people. Um, I talked about protein and the importance of protein yesterday. And everyone is already this morning, I'm waking up because I, I'm a little bit behind everyone else in terms of getting up, being over yep. here. Um, yeah. And I'm already sharing ideas and I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is that it's not up to just one person to create that community. It has to be coming from everyone involved. And as long as those people who are contributing to building that community um, feel that they're being um, acknowledged and appreciated, so that has to come from me, yep. they keep going. So as soon as someone posts a recipe or how they're feeling, I make sure I get right in there and I'm commenting and I'm appreciating their support because without their contributions, it's just me. And then people feel the walls coming down. And before you know it, there's conversations, there's people that have never met each other face to face that are now having friendships outside of the challenge. So it really brings similar people together. And it, it's funny, you know, you just start feeling this, this, um, this brand and your niche and, and, but you don't even know what happens before you know it, you're all, you're, people say you attract and you, you bring together the, the most amazing women. And yeah. I sit there and think, how did I do that exactly? Because, uh, you know, I'm just this person who loves to do what I do. Um, and I'm passionate about it. And I think that that's what's maybe made me successful is I people genuinely can tell that I really do give a shit. Yeah. But how how did I attract such incredible women? Um, and I just, for every single day, I'm just so appreciative that there's just so many new people popping up, uh, you know, where, wherever they are from. Now they're from 
different parts of the world. It's, it's absolutely the most rewarding thing. And I think that as long as people know how much I appreciate their contributions and their efforts, the community continues to build. And uh, I'm just incredibly thankful for it. I don't know exactly how it happened, um, but I think especially with what we're going through right now with such isolation, um, people just want to feel part of something and they want to feel safe. And I think that um, it's been a real, like when lockdown happened in March, uh, I really didn't know what to do. So I just said, I'm just going to do what I can do from my end. And before I knew it, people were just joining in together and supporting each other. And then it just started happening. So it's just yeah. been incredible. Yeah, it's become an opportunity rather than what you would think, right? Like you would have thought this is going to be this big, horrible thing. And in some ways, it's become a real opportunity to connect people that wouldn't normally connect as well. Yes, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Absolutely, you did. No, that's, and, and I think that's, that's the important part is understanding that um, um, community could be through kind of maybe the more traditional way that you might have done it. But now there's, there's almost this whole kind of other way of being able to build this community. And, um, and that leads me to the other part is that, um, you know, the goal setting portion, and let's say, um, maybe if we could tackle it two different ways is, is how do you do that yourself? Because obviously, in order to do things like you've done this year in particular, build, well, last year, um, building out what you've built out, you must have probably set some of those things yourself. But um, how do you do that? And then how do you also help somebody else like set their goals? And, and what kind of like, do you have a thought process? Do you have a structure behind that? How does that work? I do. Uh, goal setting, there has to be a goal, there has to be something that you're working towards. Um, and for me, personally, uh, my experiences over the past several years have um, really helped me focus on what's important and why I continue to move. Uh, you know, I'm 46 years old. Uh, my body feels pretty good considering I really do put a, a lot of wear and tear on it. And I have for, for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and just to make a long story short, I went through a period of training the elderly you know, between 70 and 80 years old. I, I, it's funny, I just, once you train one, it's a snowball effect and they tell their friend and the, before you know it, I have 10 of them. My husband said to me, why are you training so many old people? And I said, well, because it's all word of mouth. You do a good job. That's how your business grows. And before social media, that's how my business grew. No business cards, no websites, just word of mouth. And so and at that time I was doing face to face and what I learned over, over those, you know, maybe a year and a half of me training uh, a good chunk of people that were in their, in their seventies and some in their eighties is what the difference was is what they did in their forties and thirties, forties and fifties is what allowed them to be a person of who they were in their sixties, seventies and eighties. Yeah. And it was a huge eye-opening experience for me. Um, I trained a 72 year old woman who uh, I had to go into her home. She was on her bed. I literally had three bands. She sat at the end of her bed and we would just do this, whatever I could do because she had a walker um, and it's just, she was a very, very busy career minded, uh, you know, very successful woman, but just did not pay attention to the other aspect of her life, which was keeping moving, strengthening her body. And as a result, she was basically house ridden, dependent on every single person in her life. 
And then we finished, it was only a half an hour session because that's literally all she could handle. Um, we laid in her bed and I would put her through a stretch to help relieve some of her pain. And it was extremely difficult for me. On the flip side, I trained an 83 year old woman who knew, was a nurse, knew a little bit more about the importance of being active, probably because of her experiences in her career. And she was still running stairs with me and keeping up. Uh, and she was in her 80s, 10 years older. And so I had a huge aha moment during that year and a half. And it wasn't that even that long ago, it was less than 10 years ago. And I thought to myself, it is very important for us to always want to look good and feel confident in our clothes. But the most important thing, and this is what we don't think about when we are in our 30s, is how we want to live our life and how, we, how independent we want to be later on and we just don't think that way and i get a little bit more of a like i get into a luxury mode when i see people that are holding extra weight in their midsection which is going to cause a problem for them and i say things like you need to start moving and it, i'm not trying to sell anything for me i just genuinely just can see what's going to what her life is going to look like yeah. in 20 years and they they brush me off and say i've got lots of time for that but before you know it you are 75 and you are needing to call your children to drive you here and drive and you know pick up whatever you need to do for groceries because you're not able to and so that is what keeps me motivated yeah. um, because i love to be active i moved out here because of the lifestyle um, I mean, Calgary, of course, has amazing mountains and lifestyle too, but this is just a little easier to access. Um, the mountains, the, the hiking is five minutes from my door. Um, and I want to still be able to enjoy those things, uh, especially now that I see my parents in their 70s, um, still being able to do that because of their choices in their life. And so that really is what keeps me motivated is I want to I be that person, a mountain biking down the hill, who is 75 years old without pain, that, can, yeah. that is what keeps me going. And of course, um, we all want to feel better and have energy, but I always think about the future. So that's what keeps me the most motivated. Now, when it comes to other people, I do tell them that story. It doesn't usually resonate the way it resonated with me because you have to really see the differences. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually stopped training the elderly. Just, I just found it too difficult. Um, it was just sad. It, it really made me sad. And it was really playing on my mental wellness. So I felt yeah. bad about walking away, but I could just tell that it just was time for me to step back. Yeah. Um, so I do share those stories with people who um, are having a hard time with motivation. It is difficult for people to, to really think about their life when they are in their 30s and 40s to really think about it unless you've seen it, as I just mentioned. Um, yeah. So I do touch upon that, but then I also touch upon um, specific small short-term goals, little things that they would like to talk or achieve in a short amount of time. Um, and because what happens is people underestimate um, or overestimate what they can do in a small amount of time, but underestimate what they can do in a long, um, in like a, a couple of years. Yeah. So I try people to think short term, but then I also want people to think more longer um, term. What, okay, what are we going to do right now, short term, focus day to day, writing it down, keeping the accountability, which is a coach or a trainer, making sure they're on them, and then thinking a little bit more broad 
in terms of what they're going to be able to accomplish a little later on. And I think that that helps. And, to, and think about goals in many different ways. I talk about intrinsic versus extrinsic. Intrinsic is what's happening inside of your body that's going to make you work and use your body the way um, that you want to. Um, because a lot of people, even in their 30s and 40s through previous activities are in pain. So I talk about, let's talk, let's talk about what's happening inside. And then we can also focus on some extrinsic goals as well. Wow. And so I, do, I do try to, because there are people that say to me, I, I don't really care how I look. Um, but really, um, Jamie, that's a lie. Everyone yeah. cares about what they look like. And yeah. whether or not they're ready to admit it um, the minute they meet me, because they know, people know my clientele. They know um, that I will not train someone who's, talking about six packs and that's just not someone I'm, I'm going to help. I just don't have the patience or yeah. um, I just don't have the patience for it anymore. <laughs> um, I want people to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of the day, after a few months, people do break their walls down and say, you know, I actually wouldn't mind getting rid of, you know, this part around here. And then we can talk about those things as well. So it's about building trust and setting realistic goals with specific timelines. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the, the whole discussion you had about the, um, the focus on longevity and how that has become something like, well, and I, I would say that probably is something as, as you get into your kind of 40s and thereabouts and probably further along, that does become something where there's also a realization of your body changes at those times. And how do you, how do you use those things to, it, you know, to your benefit as well and, and uh, um, probably be a little more self-aware about some of those things as well. Yes. Um, so, one of the things that we, we ask everybody um, that comes on the show is uh, uh, we try to uh, have a couple of actionable steps for people listening. Um, and, uh, and considering, um, you know, your expertise and everything too, and, and the time of year, I mean, a lot of people are really kind of jumping into uh, how do I, how do I get on this journey? And maybe have heard even some of the stories you were talking about and, um, and are thinking, I want something that's a more sustainable kind of fitness plan or wellness plan for me moving into the new year. Um, to jumpstart that, what would you say would be a, you know, maybe two or three things that you think for sure, um, somebody should be doing to move ahead? Well, first of all, you need to make sure that your goals are realistic. And I, 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 that is something that uh, is really important from, from a coach's standpoint is to make sure that when you're sitting down with someone, and I always recommend that people hire a professional. It doesn't need to be a huge amount of money. Um, you don't need to be investing in months of training with someone, but sit down with someone A, you trust and respect and let them help you set goals. because. If you are just writing down a bunch of goals and start working towards them and you're not feeling or seeing that you're getting anywhere with those results, you're going to quit. And so the actions and the motivation and getting results just don't happen. And that's why people stop. People talk about motivation all the time. Motivation doesn't come from the sky. I can't pull uh, a, a motivation from the back of my pocket and give it to someone. And people often think that the trainer will keep you motivated. Yes, we initially will inspire and motivate people, but the motivation to keep going is going to have to come from that individual. So I always say, you gotta keep going. The action, you gotta, I talk about it as a circle. So once you feel ready to go, start moving, start working towards that goal. And once you achieve and start seeing results, that motivation is, instant you but you need to move and work and get going to see that result so it's like a vicious thing if you don't see the result if that if the 
results aren't are coming through your actions, through proper coaching and proper setting goals, you're never going to see anything. That's why people stop. So setting achievable goals, and we wanna make sure that we're setting timelines. And I always say to people, you need to write them down every, and you need to look at that goal every single day and come up with an action plan for that day of how you're going to make a specific step just that day to get a little bit closer to your goal. The other thing I always try to encourage people to do is focus on what you want versus not for versus what you don't want. People focus on, I'm working out or I'm going to start taking care, better care of myself because I'm tired of being fat and, or they'll focus on that negativity. What, and, and all of a sudden what happens is as soon as people have that mindset, I just see this defeated body. Like it's just everyone just, I can see it. It's just that my heart breaks when I see things like that. So I say, focus on why you're doing it in a more positive way. I want to be able to climb Mount Bushri, uh, next, you know, with you, like my dad, for example, I want to be able to do that in the spring. Well, that is what we need to focus on. Stop focusing on the negative, focus on the positive that's going to come out of your goals and you, you begin to start your, everything just changes. So the mindset is super important. Negativity, what, what's happening now shouldn't even exist. Let's focus on what that positivity is. The other thing I recommend is tell someone about the goal. Um, people need that accountability. Accountability is super important. So as long as someone that's supporting you, it can be anyone, it can be a friend joining you in a challenge, it can be your spouse, it can be your mother, whoever, it can be your coach. But as you need to tell someone that, and, and you need to ask them to help support you. And, and that is, we all have one or two people in our lives like that. So find someone in your life that genuinely wants you to feel better, have more confidence, um, success, have more success in all avenues of your life and tell that person what you want to accomplish. And, you know, we don't have a ton of, I don't have a ton of people like that. I don't, some people have more, but I always make sure that someone in my, in my life knows what I'm trying to accomplish because follow up and that person that's kind of like, Hey, how's that goal going? Are you getting, how's the times that you're doing, blah, 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 whatever it is, that follow up and that, accountability is really important and if you really respect the person you've told you don't want to disappoint them um, and in my case all of my clients write down goals tell me and the last thing they want to do is disappoint me um, and so they work a lot harder so find someone that's um, you respect and that you really don't want to disappoint and tell them what your plan is and and there's and that person it's amazing how they step up to support you and we all have people like that in our life um, and that's uh, that's a big one. That's a good big, people don't share things if they're if they're not quite ready to get there. When they're ready, they start sharing their goals, um, and the actions start coming into play. Yeah, it's kind of that. Uh, well, the the trust you talked about paired with the community, and then the accountability attached to it. I mean, that's that's really what um, you know your stuff is all about is, is how do you connect those things together for success for somebody. So um, thank you very much. This has been fantastic. I know people are going to take away a whole lot from the conversation today. If, if people want to kind of tap into your expertise or follow more about, um, you know, about you and, and what you're doing, um, how, what's the best way to do that? Well, I do have a website um, where you can contact me via email, just the contact part, trainwithfish.com. Um, social media, I'm on 
Uh, I'm not on all of them because I think feel like I'm getting old for TikTok things. Plus, I just don't. There's so many learning curves already that I'm trying to do moving my business and transitioning to online only. Um, yeah. uh, Instagram, Train with Tish. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Train with Tish. It's okay. pretty simple. Train with Tish. Yes. No, that's that's good. And and what we will do is in the show notes, we'll have it in there. So uh, uh, so if you missed it, then we'll make sure that it's in there uh, for people to take a look at as well. The other thing is, is if you're listening to this right now and haven't subscribed, make sure that you hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on. Um, and then uh, you'll see that every week we have uh, other uh, fantastic uh, guests just like Tish that, um, you know, we we really pull out some really good material. So make sure that you do that. Um, the other one is uh, when you have a moment, take a look at www.bigideabigmoves.com. Um, not only will you see the podcast uh, and other episodes, I mean, we have some great um, back episodes to take a look at as well. Um, but going to the enrichment page, there's some really cool stuff, especially if uh, I know we're on lockdown right now where I am. Uh, you probably have a little more time to be able to build a nice book list to be able to, uh, to do some personal development over this time. So so take a look and those are uh, some resources and books from uh, the guests we've had on the show. So definitely um, jump into that. Um, again, thanks for taking the time, Tisha. You've, you've provided some great stuff. So, uh, so thanks again for uh, being on the show today. My pleasure, Jamie. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. And we will talk again to everybody else on uh, Big Idea, Big Moves. Mm-hmm.